When I was in college, this is about 20 years ago, I had this incredible desire to want to learn jujitsu. Now, this was really cool, super cool martial arts. And I wanted to do it just because I thought I just wanted to be cool. And I was working out. I thought I'd be the next best thing. So I thought I'd sign up for jujitsu. The problem is that it's best not to start with jujitsu. Number one, it's a really intense martial arts. It's better to start with Aikido. So I started with Aikido. And it bored the heck out of me. And I went to one or two classes at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln on Aikido and quit. Now, the reason why Aikido was so important is because they believed that you needed to start with a good sense of defense, learning how to defend yourself before you can get into jujitsu, which is more offense. And that just bored me and I didn't really want to do it. So I quit it altogether. Now I know many of us right now have had a difficult past three months Six months, 12 months, 16 months, 24 months. It has been a difficult road for a long while. And you may not be on the order of like depression, but you definitely don't feel fulfilled. And I learned a new word about this in the past week that really exemplifies sometimes how I've been feeling as well. And I bet many of you are feeling the same way. And that's the word languishing. You don't feel like you're totally depressed. You don't feel really happy. You feel a little beaten down, a little bruised. The world seems a little lost in its color. You may feel haggard, which I love that word, but you don't necessarily feel depressed. And sometimes the best thing to do at this point in time is stop and get some life Aikido lessons. I know more than anything, as you know, if you've listened to my podcast, it's all about us happening to life rather than life happening to us and living with this principle of discovery, learning to discover life as our advocate and not our adversary. But sometimes we need to start a little bit before that and just build a good defense mechanism. Now, I don't mean put up defenses around people. That might be necessary. I'm talking about a solid defense that gets you back in the driver's seat of life. And this episode is all about the building blocks to the pursuit of seeing the world, again, as our advocate and not our adversary. And so sometimes we need to just take a step back, shore up our fences, and then begin to move forward in life. So this episode is all about the three tools that I want to give you to keep you out of harm's way in life. So let's get going. Are you living the most real life possible? I ask myself this question all the time. Most of the time, the answer is, I just don't know. But sometimes the answer is, definitely not. This is why I have this podcast. I'm Matt Botker, and welcome to the show. Two small things. If you get a chance, please leave a review like on Apple Podcasts. And also check out my website, livingthereal.com, where I offer lots of resources on how to live the most real life possible. Now, on with the show. Okay, so let's get right into these three life tools. Now, the way I see it is like this. You need to get a life umbrella, number one. Two, you need to get a life guardrail and you need to get some life insulation. These are the three tools you need if you really need to shore up your fences because you feel like life is just like a tsunami overtaking you. Right now, my oldest son has been obsessed with tsunamis. He's right now coloring tsunamis right and left of him screaming on an island while a tsunami comes his way. So it's on my mind. And so when life feels like that, it's time to figure out how we actually get the waters to subside from our life a little bit so we can take stock of where we need to go in our own life. And so it's neat. It's a neat concept. 
to think about us happening to life or then life happening to us. But when you feel like you're drowning, that's not necessarily the first thing you're thinking about. You just want to get out of the dang water. So I want to give you three tool, tools right now. If you're suffering right now in any way by which you're just like, I am just in a deluge and I need just to get my head above water. Well, then listen up because this can really, really, really help you. These three ways. Are these things I've been thinking about for well over two or three years and it's been on my mind and I wanted to develop them. And I thought, why not? Why not develop them here in the context of this episode? I know there's a lot here. You might want to take notes. If you can't take notes, you're driving, no big deal. Because in the end, I'm going to boil it down for you to hopefully make this a simple journey for you to really get those waters at bay. So let's look at these three ideas, these tools you need in your toolbox. You need an umbrella, you need a guardrail, you need some insulation. And if you can have at least the perspective of these three, and if you can at least try to focus on one or two of these at a time to build this arsenal that helps you be able to keep those harms out of your life, you're going to find yourself feeling lighter and freer. So let's start with this idea of getting a life umbrella. What does this mean? So the purpose of a life umbrella is the way I see it. Is It protects us from the world, right? Just like an umbrella. You put it over you and the rain comes and it filters out the rain, but yet you can still see the rainbows outside, smell the fresh air. You can still smell the rain, but you're not being saturated and getting cold by the rain. So the purpose of the umbrella is to protect you from the world. Why? Because you deserve to be the protagonist to your own story. It's important to have an umbrella for your life. A particular story in my mind reminds me of back in my day, probably before I was even married, when I would go on long road trips, I would constantly think about, okay, if a car came my way directly head on, how could I divert my car away from a head on collision without hitting another car? So I'd be constantly looking at ways by which I could ditch out in a safe way. Thankfully, I never had to use this particular skill in my life directly, but I think it came to be an advantage one day. When I was recently married, we were heading on a long road trip to Notre Dame to see my niece's wedding. And it was about 1030 at night and we're going across to Nebraska. If you've been to Nebraska, it is flat. When three deer just came out of nowhere on Interstate I-80 and instinctively I was able to dodge all three and cut right in between them without hitting them whatsoever. And I've always wondered, was that my 10 or 20 years of constantly surveying my surroundings that led to this benefit of not hitting a deer and having so much damage or causing harm to my family? Who knows? But I think of that as an umbrella reality by which I was able to protect myself, my family from an external threat. And so this is what an umbrella is in our life. Symptoms that might be going on in your own life that maybe think, okay, you know what? I do need an umbrella. I need something by which can protect me from life and keep me from the harm, yet be able to see the good things around me in life. Symptoms like feeling like a victim increasing suspicion around you, critical of opportunities. Uh, that's not going to work out for me. Lack of control. If you have a sense of this, and maybe you need to equip yourself with a deeper umbrella because life has beaten and bruised you so badly that you just don't feel like you can have much say in life. So you need to find a way to obtain some umbrellas. So what kind of like types of umbrellas do we have to take on to help us get back in control of our life? Boundaries is one. Sometimes we are, because of our lack of boundaries, we really insert or we allow harm to get into our life, particularly in relationships, but not seeing, oh, this is not a good idea. 
I shouldn't date this person. I shouldn't get to be a friend of this person. I shouldn't go out tonight with this person. We let those boundaries go. And then we allow the world to hit us and blindside us, so to speak. Situational awareness, setting alarms, another type. If you've been one of those types of people by which you just end up saying, you know what? When this happens, I'm not going to do anything else. So you make some just kind of general statement, but then you end up just doing it. You keep going. I'm just, tonight, I'm only going to have one slice of pizza, right? And then you end up having seven. You never stay true to your commitments. Then you need to maybe insert triggers in your life to keep the world from really infecting you. Decision-making, discernment, communication. Man, communication can be the bane of our existence when it comes to the outside world. Not speaking clearly to the people around us, which causes problems. Not understanding exactly what the person needs before us, which again causes problems. These are the types of umbrellas we can actually undergo to keep us from allowing life to be our adversary. So let's look at a couple of these actions we can take. Let's look at life filters, for example. One way I like to think of this is like life filters. Like back in the day, I remember when Gore-Tex, when I was a kid, was like the coolest thing in the world, which is like this material you could put on as a coat and it was breathable. You could actually have the moisture leave your body, but the rain never got in. And since then, more other kind of technologies have advanced along the way. And I think of it like that, life filters, kind of like this like life Gore-Tex by which the good stuff can still permeate, come through. We're not putting up walls in our life. Those are boundaries. So we're allowing the good stuff to come out and see the good in the world and in, in others. But of course, putting the filter and keeping that which is toxic out. And those boundaries are so incredibly important that we never, one of the greatest rules, I think, for boundaries that I learned is that we never compromise our values with someone, but we're always called to compromise our preferences. Even that alone can help tremendously. That filter allows us to keep the bad stuff out. When somebody's asking us to compromise our values and imposing their values upon us without hearing us, that is an enormous red flag that this is the thing in the world that we don't need, a toxicity. But of course, the preferences are always willing to be negotiate. You may value health. You may value nutrition. How that's expressed can be negotiated. You may want to eat all organic and the most expensive stuff in the world, but maybe that needs to be negotiated in how one lives out a healthy lifestyle while still supporting the value of health and nutrition. I believe in principles. Having a set of principles in your life are like good filters that allow the good stuff in your life to come in and keeping the bad crap out. And if we don't live by principles and we allow life to happen to us in such an, a random way that we become beaten down by it and not allowing the bad stuff to stay out. When I think of principles, and now ultimately, I'm not asking to sit down and just write out every possible principle for your life to help keep the world at bay. Ultimately, these are life lessons that have from experience, not just from the mind. It's about encountering some dynamic in your life and you realize, oh man, that didn't work. That didn't work at all. Why? Because this happened and that. I didn't like this. And then this bad. There's something there I could have learned, a life lesson. Then you make it a principle and you add it to your little diary or journal by which you begin to live from that. A few things that come to mind for me when it comes to my umbrella, those life filters that keep the bad stuff out. Be radically open-minded is a principle. We close down on stuff. We don't allow the opportunity for the world to teach us and grow us. Another principle that I love is evidence gives hope the vote. Why is this so important for me? 
how many times in my dating life when I was single that I had this blind hope that this person would really be the one for me. Of course, like everything that I was doing with them or a lot of things I was doing with them, like, ah, I just don't like this. I, I can't really connect with this person, but I kept having hope, but the hope wasn't an evidence. It was just some blind hope. And this principle is really important to keep us in good, healthy relationships that evidence gives hope the vote, not blind hope, but evidence, which then leads to another vote that fear gets a voice, but not a vote. We work through our fear and not over our fear. That fear is real. I talked about this again in a previous podcast. That fear is important. It opens the door to vulnerability, but it doesn't get the vote. It doesn't tell us what to do because that paralyzes us. That doesn't allow us to live life at all. It allows us the world to impose itself upon us. So I hope you get this idea of the principles that are so important that are not meant for you to craft them all in one sitting, but only to keep an open notebook with a blank piece of paper calling life principles. And as life comes your way and you learn something from it, write it down. May it be a filter for you so the next time it doesn't happen again. And that's what the umbrella is for. Another type of umbrella I mentioned was setting alarms. Another way of saying is triggers. This idea that sometimes we can end up saying we're not going to do something, but then we end up doing it over and over and over and again, and we cause harm for ourselves. But putting in a trigger that is timely and measurable to help you set the alarms in your life to know, that, okay, I've reached beyond the limit now. It's time for me to make a new decision. A couple examples come to mind. You may want to transition to a new career. I have six months of X months of living expenses I need to save. And once I get there, I'll have the green light to move to a new career. Then maybe you want to move to a career, but it's going to be a big salary difference. But you want to set yourself up for success so that you can still happen to life. So you set a trigger for yourself. When I have X amount of money saved, after X months, whatever it may be, then that's the green light for me to move to this new career. Because I can do it now with courage and with safety. Maybe you're trying something new. You're trying to make a new career, be an entrepreneur. And I'm allowed this much to spend without receiving any, any income. Once I get to that money spent, if nothing come in and I must stop for two weeks and reconsider what I'm doing. I've been down that road where you just want to spend and spend and spend and keep thinking, I'll, I'll keep investing, 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 things will get better. But it doesn't. Do you see what I mean by triggers? Putting these things in will help you so that life doesn't have to happen to you in this way. Communication, another one. Seeking clarity before engaging. Understanding their intentions, their expectations, the circumstances, and assuming less. How many times that we just assume so much about the other person and that just causes difficulties in life. Decision-making. Man, a couple of great books that come up that I've read that's really helped me and is Decisive by Chip and Dan Heath. The Paradox of Choice by Barry Schwartz. A powerful thing is that if you have a tough time making a decision, you feel paralyzed, well, pick up a good book. Learn, equip yourself with good decision skills so that you can allow the good stuff of life in and filtering the bad stuff out. So that's the umbrella. It's an indispensable part of our arsenal to get our good defense, our, our life Aikido, so we can begin happening to life again. So the second tool then is the guardrail, right? So now you have the umbrella by which it's you being protected by life. The guardrail is protecting you from you. Why? Because we typically prefer short-term gains and wins, which leads often to long-term debt, regret, and loss. 
We need things in our life to nudge us towards shooting for beyond the immediate and what provides us lasting value. We need things in our life to protect us from going down the path that will not provide that ROI, that return on investment, on career and relationships. Now, when it comes to putting up guardrails in your life, this is where I shine. This is, I noticed when I was trying to think up stories of my own life, this is where I have the most stories. I feel like this is my strong suit. The umbrella and the insulation, not so much that I need to work on, but this is my strong area. My wife would joke with me all the time that when we would clean, I'd always clean in the context of phases. Phase one is done, do the toilet, then I do the mirrors, phase two, and then phase three would be the floors. And I have everything in phases. Why? Because it helps me be able to be motivated that I'm making a step forward in something. I'm reaching my goal. I'm keeping a narrow focus. And she always laugh about it, but it always kept me motivated. And that is like a guardrail. It's these things that protect you from you to keep you from being distracted or overwhelmed and then want to quit and something that you want to do, right? You can be your greatest adversary or advocate. And for me, cleaning is not that fun. So breaking it down in phases motivates me to, to accomplish something that needs to be done and makes it exciting for me. Calendaring. I remember when we were newly married, we were having a tough time constantly being sucked into chores and all these responsibilities during the weekends, which is probably mostly all my fault because I'm the one who's driven to get task management done. My wife likes to enjoy life. And finally, we decided, you know what? Let's break down every Sunday, the next two to three weeks and plan them out in advance and always start with the most important things, relationships, exercise, date nights, and plan all those so they're there, the fun stuff. Man, those were the best months. We were having great weekends and they're all full of fun things we like to do and we're being responsible. Who knew? This is you protecting you from you by having a plan. So symptoms of needing a guardrail, unhealthy relationships, one bad career after another, feelings of drifting through life, shiny object syndrome, moving from one thing to the next and just liking it, but never accomplishing anything. Lack of purpose in your life. So if you're feeling this, then maybe it's the guardrail that needs to be brought up and elevated. And how do I get a guardrail in my life to keep me on those, that path that I want to be on and not fall off the guardrail to something that's just a tangent and doesn't provide me the value I want down the road. So types of really instruments you can use to build a good guardrail would be create a vision for yourself. What do you want? Where do you see yourself five years from now? Create a concrete plan for yourself. It has objectives and goals and striving for habits that resemble that kind of person who accomplishes that kind of end and that kind of vision. Create a plan and a schedule for yourself and put those important things, those rocks in, in the first round of calendaring. These are the guardrails that keep you focused on what you want to do. Concrete things that you can do with this. Create a plan. Every Sunday before the the Monday begins, carve out your week. What do you want to accomplish? What are the three big things that you would love to accomplish that are like, oh my gosh, if I got these three things done, they would be huge wins for me. They don't have to be big. You could be like just calling that college that you're thinking about going to and just seeing about whether it'd be a good fit for you. Looking into an online class, just seeing how much it might cost, finding a free webinar, looking for a class on communication. Just start writing that book you wanted to write for five minutes, carving out 30 minutes a day to just write. 
to start small. So we have the umbrella and we have the guardrail and we have the tools to be able to build a good umbrella and the tools to build a good guardrail in your life. The last one then is the insulation or the buffer. I love this one. It's one of my favorite ones, even though I suffer from this one. The purpose of this is to soften the impact of life. Why? When we are running thin, we can no longer see life as a moment of opportunity, connection, promotion, but rather we see it as a threat to our life, stability. So we shift to preservation mode. And so we approach it with guardedness and increased suspicion. When we're running thin, we cannot be the protagonist of our own story. We can't discover that which the world desires us to be because we're in survival mode. A story about this goes back at the very beginning of our marriage. When we first got married, we incurred a lot of debt together, mostly all educational debt that we had to combine in our marriage. So the first thing we did is attend this place called Financial Peace University, not a place, but an online class by Dave Ramsey. Highly recommend it to really get us in the same language and the same system to deal with our finances, to pay off as much debt as humanly possible with a limited income we had. And it was really important. One of the first steps was to build a $1,000 emergency fund. It wasn't six months, which we really would love to have, but when you have that much debt, you just put a thousand in for now because at least then you have a little buffer. So if an emergency happens, you got a thousand dollars to deal with it. And just getting to that point was so alleviating for us, knowing that we had this little stockpile of cash that if anything bad happened, we could use it without a blink of an eye because it's not for anything else, but for a real emergency. So symptoms by which we're running so thin in our life, are you feeling guarded, overreactive, critical, negative, anxious, overwhelmed, out of control. If you feel any of these, and man, you need to add some insulation to your life. The areas of insulation to focus on, of course, financial, right? If you're strapped thin and going from paycheck to paycheck or can't even meet your bills, there's no way you can deal with life. You've got to fix that, create a buffer, be able to deal with that so that you can deal at least with emergencies when there's emotional how many feel so intensely that we're constantly exhausted? We're afraid or we're scared or we're anxious or angry, resentful. And these emotions just tap the absolute energy of us to the point where we can barely function and we become overreactive. Or our thoughts are out of control of rumination and there's no space for anything else and we're just tapped in. So we can't connect to anybody else. We're people-pleasing. Because we're just so run down with our own negative thoughts, we're afraid of loss everywhere that we just spend the rest of our moments with other people just trying to keep them, right? Instead of just being with them and in the relationship. Another one is time, the third one. We're running from one event to the next, one appointment to the next, one meeting to the next, with no buffer in between. And so we're exhausted. We're just driving as fast as we can to the appointment just in the nick of the time. And we see somebody on the side of the road who really needs help. We don't even stop and bother to help them because, quote, not necessary. And of course, we're late for an appointment. We don't have the buffer or the energy. I have all the time in the world, maybe, which I don't, but I have no energy. And so you need the sleep, the nutrition, the exercise, this is where we need to insulate and buffer our life to be able to then weather the storms more easily. 
When I look at each one of these, just quickly, I think of financial. We just talked about setting up an emergency savings, at least $1,000 to be able to weather those storms. When it comes to things in our life, all that clutter, be quick to get rid of things and very slow to adopt them. I'm thinking of Marie Kondo, and I love her approach to just simplicity and getting rid of the clutter of her life because it clutters our mind and our emotions and our thoughts. And be careful because once we possess something, it becomes so much more valuable to us. So be careful the things we take on. There was this great study, and I forgot what it was. I'll put it in the show notes if I can find it, by which they were offered a $10 bill. And before they received it, they were given the opportunity to negotiate that and do something else with a $10 bill. And they were much more free to give it away and do something else. But then once you were given the $10 bill, just holding it created a whole other ballgame of possession by which then those same questions of giving it up and do something else with it, you were like six times more likely to keep it and not give it up just because you possessed it. There's such a psychological connection with possessing something. So be careful of what we possess. So we can even think about this with our thoughts. Be careful in possessing negative thoughts because once you have them, they're so much more difficult to let go. Emotional thoughts. How to deal with this? Enter into prayer, meditation, journaling, spending moments each morning entering into self-reflection to be able to then not remove those thoughts, not remove the emotions, but to better equip yourself to be a bystander of those emotions, right? Not to get over the fear, but to work through it. Allow it to still be a part of you, but then it doesn't have the vote. It simply remains the voice. And of course, that voice gets softer and softer and softer the less we touch it and grab hold of it. Time. Add space to your calendar, people. Don't go from one to the next with little margin, but add double the space between meetings and appointments to give you time to be able to get there slowly. Prepare way in advance before you go to appointment. Don't take a shower 20 minutes before you have to go. An hour and a half. Allow yourself to enjoy and be present to life as it happens. Don't rush through it. Enter into deeper leisure. Try the unscheduled method, which I've tried and I love, by which you do your best to have a free calendar for the next two or three weeks. Of course, you have appointments that you have to keep and work and those kind of things. But you then fill those things up first with the most important things. I'm going to go out with a friend. I'm going to call a friend on this day. I'm going to go out on a date night then. I'm going to have self-care every morning, every day, every evening during this particular point in time. And it's in the calendar. I'm going to do this hobby, take on this hobby on this Saturday. And it's in the calendar so that when somebody says, hey, are you busy Saturday at noon? You look at your calendar and you say, oh, I'm going to go fishing by myself. You don't say that out loud, of course. You see on your calendar and you say, ah, gosh, I'd love to, but I'm busy. Can we do it next Saturday? So you keep your date with yourself. You keep the priorities. How many times have I said to myself, I'm going to do this on Saturday. I don't put it in my calendar and then I forget just because life. And then somebody asks me to do something on Saturday. I say, yes. And I don't remain committed to the things that I want to do. Of course, you can still relinquish and not do that thing on Saturday that you have the freedom, but at least you have the freedom to see what you're committed to and say yes or no to it. All these things help. So you have all of this at your disposal, an umbrella and all these tools, guardrails and all these tools, and then a buffer and all these tools. And it sounds overwhelming, but don't be overwhelmed. Just ooch your way there. I love that word, ooch, slowly. Focus on 1% better each day. The goal is to live a more real life, which means less reactionary. More life is discovery. More contemplative. Life is gift so that life is our advocate and not our adversary. 
realizing that we are a gift and we cannot give what we do not see we have. And if we're busy and we feel like life is happening to us, we don't see the value of who we are. We can't give that gift to the person. It is indispensable to be able to put these things in place so we can be fully present to the relationships around us. So how are you going to do it? So pick one area that resonates most with you. Is it the umbrella? Is it the guardrail? Is it the buffer? For me, I'm really good at the guardrail, but I really could use a lot of help in umbrella and buffer. So I think I want to do more with the buffering for the next month. Then pick one sub area that resonated with you. Umbrella. Was it boundaries that resonated with you? Situational awareness, setting triggers or alarms, communication skills, decision-making, discernment. Maybe it wasn't umbrella, but maybe it was guardrails. Was it, I need a vision for my life. Man, I need to get a plan for my life. I just need to get a schedule going or a buffer. I need to get my finances. I need to put something where I have a little bit of buffer because I'm so stressed every night about what bill might come up next. My emotional thoughts, the rumination. I need to get this under control. The time, the energy, right? Pick one of these sub areas and then pick one thing. One thing to increase in 1% each day. And here's my power tip before I let you go. The One Thing by Gary Keller, a book that really changed and shifted my life. I'll put in the show notes. Go get it. I, I think you will just absolutely love it. His one thing is this. What's the one thing you can do such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? See, that's your goal. All of this seems overwhelming, but if you can find one thing that ends up having so much collateral advantage to other things in your life, then you're hitting so many more birds with one stone. An example for me is the umbrella. For me, it's umbrella and communication. My one thing, by focusing on communication for the next three months, it allows a lot of waste in my life by me not communicating effectively my desires or seeking clarity from other people, which leads to frustration. What will this happen? This will filter out an enormous amount of toxicity from the world around me, keeping me on track because miscommunication takes me off the rails in a huge buffer as it taps my emotional, thoughtful energy. It can even lead to less sleep. So for me, by focusing on this one thing communication, I end up not only buffering something, I get a guardrail and I even get my umbrella. For me, this is a big one thing that I want to focus on for the next three months. So what is your one thing? For the next 30 days, what is the next one thing that you can focus on? Read a book to help you on it. Journal about growth. Make a task to do one small thing each day to improve upon it. Again, go back to episode nine if you need some extra help, where I talk about making molehills out of mountains, where I tell you how you can improve on something easily by putting a small little system in place to oot your way into seeing a world that has your best interests in mind. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you next episode. Take care and bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living the Real. If you want to check out more information, go to livingthereal.com and sign up for my newsletter. If you want to support this podcast, you do that at patreon.com slash LTR, as well as one-time payments at Venmo and PayPal in the show notes. See you all next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Before you head off, I just have one small favor to ask of you. 
If there's anybody in your life that you can think of, two people that might really could use this Living the Real podcast, would you share it with them this week? I'd greatly appreciate it. Somebody in your life, like, man, they could just use a deeper perspective, right? Maybe a calling to a bigger purpose, or maybe they just need a better plan in their life. Share with them. Give them the hope that they need to be able to get out of whatever they need to get into, to be inspired to do something great. So if you can think of two people in your life right now who could use a little bit more of a realness in their week, please share it with them. Take care. Bye-bye.